Welcome, everyone, to the Cinema Sword Podcast, where we talk about movies and everything that has anything to do with movies. I am Brooks. And I'm Cristobal. And today we are going to start off by talking to y'all about The Eternals. Is it, is it The Eternals or just Eternals? I believe it's just Eternals. Eternals. Marvel's new movie, new addition to the MCU, Eternals, directed by... Um, Chloe Zhao. Chloe Zhao. That's how you pronounce yeah. it. Okay. Yeah. So, there was a lot of hype going into this movie, thanks to Kevin Feige, um, kind of giving it some Oscar buzz, mm-hmm. you know, by saying that he thinks that it'll, it'll probably get nominated for Best Picture. And, I mean, it wasn't anything to kind of, like, turn your nose up at, because everyone who follows, you know... The world of movies knows that this movie was directed by the current reigning the current reigning champion of the winner for best picture. Yeah, you know Chloe Zhao. Mm-hmm. So uh, for the film, um, oh, I know, I forgot the name. What's it, it was called? Nomadland. Nomadland. I have not seen that. I haven't either. Yeah, but I've heard it's really good. Yeah. Um. Well, I. When is this movie? So, because he added a lot of hype to it, I went into this film with a very high expectation for it, and I feel like it didn't quite meet the bar I had set for it. I still liked it. Mm-hmm. It's a very good movie. With it's one of Marvel's best movies, if not their very best. Um, I gotta say, I think I had a, just a couple of issues with the story, uh-huh. and especially the structuring of it in like the first ten minutes, particularly the our first present day sequence. Okay. So, um, but the performances w- were really good. Um, the writing, for the most part, was really good, and the special effects were astounding. Yeah, and I don't know, but I I'd have to say like it it gets like a it's like a eight, maybe a nine. I don't know, just because of how good the the scope and quality of the movie looked. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. What do you think? Um, I really like this movie as well. I don't think for me it it cracks the top ten out of the MCU films, at least not right now. Really. I don't think it does. Not for me. Damn. But the only reason, because I don't think I had problems so much with the story structure. I think most of my problems were the fact that, um, we're going to get into spoilers here, but the character of Sprite mm-hmm. turning kind of quickly kind of was like, because I thought when she went with Icarus, I thought, okay, she's going to help in some way. She's going with him to possibly That's help stop. Too. And then, no, she actually went to because she, she's actually helping Icarus. Yeah, because she's in love with him. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I think that's just... I can see the the point of people saying that this probably could have been done well as a Disney Plus series to get the uh, all the characters, you know, their their due diligence with their journeys and 
stuff like that. I, I could, get that criticism. I could see that, but I mean, she. I mean, Chloe Zhao's a she's oh, a yeah. filmmaker. I don't know. I don't know if she'll ever. I don't know if she's open to doing series or not. But uh, I, I don't know. Yeah, and I'm, I'm not, not saying sh- she had. We, you know, Chloe Zhao had to do the Disney Plus series. She could have done something else, but. Yeah. Um, but I will say what where that lacks for me it I love I love the fact that we get more delving deep into like the Marvel universe universe like oh yeah so, all the celestial side of things yeah just, just like Doctor Strange did just like Thor did all way back when and you know and so yeah like and this and the Guardians themselves too mm-hmm. like so if the Eternals they open up another door that shows up a whole, shows us a whole new side of the universe which is one thing I really liked about it that part. That aspect of the movie, what it contributed to the MCU, was really good. Yeah, uh, it was just um, like just a couple of story beats and uh, the that opening present day sequence. I just didn't care for how it was done. Uh, I, other than that, like for the most part, this movie is like ninety percent, at least at least ninety or not, maybe even ninety five percent for me is like is like really solid. Yeah, it's just that uh, part of the problem is just the hype Kevin Feige gave it. Is because because of that he really raised a lot of people's expectations, and I think that potentially might have had an effect on how the movie was received. Possibly so. So it's a valid argument, and the, uh, I do like the fact that thanks to the pandemic, they were able to really work on the visual effects, and it shows. Oh, God, yes, the, uh, the visual effects. The visual effects power. and the scope of this movie, especially at the end with the uh, the. Sol- the celestial that they're trying to keep from awakening yeah that the the scope and visual effects of that sequence was incredible i was blown away at at you know how that all looked Mm -hmm. and i but the most impressive and there's a lot of special effects and visual effects in this movie that are just impressive right but there is <laughs> the most the, the one I love the most was uh, what's her name Makara Makari 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 the speedster of the Eternals the visual effects and special effects that were used to showcase her speed ability yeah phenomenal yeah and I think I don't use that word lightly that's like that's the best that, that that's the best. <laughs> The word phenomenal, this is like the, how do I put this? This is like the best case I've ever used that word for. Like, nice. Like, if you know what I mean, mm-hmm. if people know what I mean, like it's, it's never been more true when I use this word for like how good those effects and visual effects for her speed powers looked. I was blown away by how good they were. I was sitting in the theater and I remember looking over at Haley so who was sitting next to me? Mm-hmm. And I remember just being like, "Damn!" Like I was blown away at how. And, and the thing is, uh, we don't really get to see her speed abilities until like the end of the movie. Yeah, which was a shame. I, I really wish we could have seen a little bit. But like that, then again, it was a really big surprise for the end because you're thinking, "Okay, well, I think I've seen just about everything this movie could throw at me." And then she comes along, and I was just like, "Oh my gosh!" Yeah, like as good as. Uh, uh, Ezra Miller's Flash speed abilities looked in Zack Snyder's Justice League. Mm-hmm. As good as that looked, um, what they did with 
what they did with her with Makaro. Makari. Oh, God, I'm sorry. I'm bad with these <laughs> names. Makari. Yeah. What they did with her was just <laughs> astounding with the, with how they showcased her abilities. It was incredible, and yeah. I I want to uh, I want to see more of her. Yeah. And her and her power. I want to see more of that in the MCU and. Like yeah. it's got to be the same. The way man, she pounded Icarus into that mountain. Oh, dude, dude it was, so I, it was impressive how she was just taking it to Icarus. Yeah. I was just like, hell yeah, kick his ass, girl. Yeah, I was, man, I was, I was impressed, and that's like, so that that's my big favorite moment of the movie was mm-hmm. was her, and I was just like, where has she, where, where has she been the whole time? Right, like she's she was like she might be her and Angelina Jolie probably were like oh yeah and uh, the main girl. Uh, Cersei, Cersei, uh, that was they're like my three favorite characters. Yeah, for sure. Um, they're really good. Uh, Icarus is Icarus uh, played by um, I'm forgetting all these people's names. Uh, Richard Madden. Thank you, um, Richard Madden. Uh, he w- he did great. He played Icarus mm. very well. I liked I liked um, the love story between him and Cersei. Yeah. Um, how about that love scene in the beginning? It's pretty hot. Wow. <laughs> all I'm kids surprised. going to see this are just like, <laughs> I mean, Mama, what, Mommy, what's he doing to her? It went pretty far for a Marvel movie. It did. Yeah. Like, like they were still gyrating down there while they were t- while they were talking. You could tell, especially in IMAX. Wow. Like that was. Uh, woo! <laughs> I can imagine like all the parents are like. Yeah. Like trying to cover up their kids' eyes. Like, don't don't look. <laughs> don't listen. What's happening? <laughs> That's nothing. Gonna, it's like, is that what Simba and Nala were doing? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> they know too much. Uh, but no, nah, it's um yeah, it's it's pushing it for a Marvel film. And uh, yeah. I'm sure a lot of people are just like, no, it's okay. Let's get into the more sexual stuff. I want to see Gamora and Star Lord. I'm sure there's people that want to see that, but it's like yeah. You gotta understand these films are also for kids. You mm-hmm. know, kids are, you know, it's all under the Disney banner. Kids are gonna be going to these movies, and yeah, yeah. So, anyways, um, no, overall, okay. So I gotta say, I gotta say this. Uh, I, th- I think there's gonna be there's probably there has to be already. There's gonna be a lot of uh, memes and jokes about at the end, um, when uh, Kit Harrington mm-hmm. says, "I love you, Cersei." Yeah, yeah. John Snow, I love you. Oh man, people are gonna have fun with that. Oh, yeah. There's if there's there has to it has to already exist. There's got to be memes and jokes out there yeah. already. I haven't seen one yet though. I haven't either. But it's so I don't know if I'm the first, but I'm pointing it out now. John Snow said he loved Cersei. Yeah. The man, mind blown. <laughs> right. <laughs> Anyways, um, <clears throat> so what did you think of? Uh. I don't remember his name. Uh, Arshim, uh, the big guy, the red one. Yeah, the uh, Arsh Arshim. Yeah, Ar- Arshim. What did you think uh, of him? How they, how how they was... portrayed him? Yeah, dude, that was great. Um, I like the fact that they don't right off the bat when you first see him. It's not he's not all in frame. It's just mm-hmm. like this big head with six eye holes. It it shows you just how big these celestials can get. And, um, I mean, especially when he comes back at the end and takes the three Eternals that are on the Earth at the time. I mean, that'd be freaking terrifying to see if that were to happen in real life. Just this big head 
in the sky just all of a sudden. Yeah, that was pretty insane. Yeah, uh, that's uh, what they showed us there. It's kind of what I something close to what I pictured it would look like if Galactus came to Earth. Oh yeah. And I, I, I really want to see that. I want to see them like go full on terror with Galactus whenever they eventually bring him in. Yeah, that would be incredible. Um, the uh, I like that he was battle damaged a little bit. You can kind of tell that really? he had yeah he had a little bit of scarring on him. Arson. Mm hmm. Hmm. I never noticed that. Yeah, which which makes sense to where you know nowhere. Is if you could think back to Guardians of the Galaxy, yeah. nowhere is like a severed That's head a dead of a, celestial. Yeah, it's a yeah. severed head of a dead celestial. So they're not like so. they're not invincible. They can yeah. be killed. Yeah, that's what it seems like. So that's interesting. I would love to see. I would. I would love to see Arishem be uh, one of the main one of these one of the main big villains for the MCU moving forward. Yeah, and everyone's wondering like, did uh, who is going to be the next big bad? Like. The Infinity Saga, it was Thanos. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at the same time, we did have huge threats for... Um, even though Thanos was behind the attack in the first Avengers, we still had we still had Age of Ultron, where they brought a huge Avengers villain and had a whole movie dedicated to him. That that said, I've... I, okay, no. We're going to... I'm going to come back to that okay. before I digress or, or get off topic. Um, but... Who could the next big bad be? Like, or who could be the Avengers Five villain? Do you think could it be Kang? Since Kang has already been established in Loki. Yeah, I mean that seems like where it's going. Mm-hmm. But I can also see Galactus. I mean, that's Galactus. I feel like they're gonna hold, they're gonna hold off for a while. I think he's a big one that they're gonna keep in their back pocket for a while. I don't you think, think it's gonna be like them? the ultimate, ultimate last big villain. Maybe one of them, at least the next to last, I would think, because yeah. uh, they, before they bring him in, I think they got to have everyone else, almost everyone else in. They got to have Fantastic Four already established. They got to have. I know they're, they're. I know apparently they've got they've got the ball rolling on Fantastic Four. Yeah, like they've already they're they're already putting a script together. Yeah, yeah. and they're gonna start casting soon, maybe. Yeah. Uh, got you know John Krasinski, <laughs> Mister <laughs> Fantastic. <You're> right. <laughs> but um, one can only hope. Yeah. Uh. And Emily Blunt, Sue Storm, come yep. on, make it happen. <laughs> and bring back Chris Evans as Johnny Storm. Why the hell not? No, I'm, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, that's going to confuse oh, too many man. people. All the kids are going to be like, but that's Captain America. I know. <laughs> that's His face work. is too recognizable. It's not going to work. <laughs> um, but no, they got to get the Fantastic Four in there because I just feel like with Galactus, not because of Rise of the Silver Surfer, not because of that. Mm. But just because I feel like I feel like the Fantastic Four just have to be there for Galactus. Oh yeah, for sure. I just feel like you know they're a big team. Galactus is a big villain. You gotta have they're they're an important team. You gotta have the fan, the the Fantastic Four in there. And I think the X Men have to be established. So, but when you bring the X Men in, you got a whole other slew of villains there. You got Apocalypse. Yep. Um, Magneto. He's a yep. he's a big one. But of course, he'll probably just be relegated to like a solo X Men film. Uh, as a mainly their villain, but who knows? Maybe maybe he'll get maybe he'll be built. Maybe uh, maybe Avengers five could be or Avengers six down the line could be a multiple major villain story. Because mm-hmm. so far we've seen just singular major villains uh, showcased, and I mean yeah, Thanos had his his powerful minions, but you know they weren't like major characters like yeah. like 
in the sense of of what Thanos, Ultron are, you know, mm-hmm. and Magneto. So I'm talking more like I'm not saying this is what they're going to do, but like an example I'm talking about if people aren't catching on to what I, when they when I'm saying this is what if like Avengers five or six showcased uh, multiple villains such as Magneto, Kang, and Arishan. What if they all three of them were villains? I'm not saying that's going to happen. I highly right. doubt they're going. But like, yeah, you get what I mean. Like, like or Dormammu and Arishan and Galactus. Like what. You know, that's what I'm talking about. Like, major villains on that level that are, like, equivalent to, like, Thanos kind of threat. Mm-hmm. And, but, like, you got more than one, and they're all working together. That's That would be something huge for the Avengers to, to deal with. True. So, I, th- I could see Magneto being used as, like, a support, a major support villain for, like, the, for, like, the, uh, the, the big one in, like, Avengers 5 or 6. Not yeah. saying it's going to be in Avengers 5. X-Men are, are not coming in anytime soon from what I've heard. Mm-hmm. But, well, actually, there was something. We'll get, we'll, we'll get to that in a second. Yeah. I have no idea what it meant. <laughs> but, I, yeah, no, I don't, I don't think Magneto is going to be in Avengers 5. Maybe 6 or 7. But, anyways. Um, right. But, yeah, yeah, I think, I think I've made my point. Um, but, overall... Um, were you expecting more from Eternals, or did it exceed your expectations? No, I don't think it exceeded my expectations. I think it... Did it meet them? Come close? Yeah, a little bit. I kind of wish, for casting Angelina Jolie, I felt like she was kind of sidelined a little bit and kind of handicapped. A little bit, but I like how they didn't re- They didn't feel like they had to rely on her. Yeah. So it's like, I get it, but yeah. Salma Hayek I thought was nice. I mean, again, her being dead right at the beginning was kind of like oh i didn't really get to really feel oh yeah that was a sudden thing was yeah. was uh um oh god what was the character's name ajak the, ajak mm-hmm. uh, uh ajak yeah ajak being dead in the beginning was like uh wow that was a curveball i wasn't yeah. expecting and but then of course when i saw that we were okay we're getting her through flashbacks that's nice. yeah yeah because I was just like, she's dead already. Eh, got a problem. Yeah. But then flashbacks, and I was like, never mind. Good. <laughs> yeah. But um, no, the 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 end credit scenes, um, they're not the best end credit scenes I've ever seen. They were thrill. They were kind of fun to watch. It was kind of funny to see people. It, my audience had like a big reaction to mm. the scenes. Uh, the one with um, Thanos' brother yeah. was. I know, I know. A lot of people were, were kind of like going nuts because it was he's a famous singer, mm-hmm. um, Harry Styles. Yeah, Harry Styles. I, I was like, all right, that's interesting. And then, Kit Harrington, you know, with a sword. Yeah. That all of that in the moment went right over my head. I had no idea. You told me later it was it was Mahershala Ali's blade yeah, speaking same. to the side. I had no idea what was going on in that scene. A lot of people, I wasn't alone. I know a lot of people were confused, oh, yeah. but then, but we still had, there were some among us, uh, like yourself that knew what was up. Right. And, uh, but I, I just didn't know anything. Uh, yeah. How did you know about that? Uh, I think it was way before Eternals. I ever saw a trailer for it and they were talking about what Kit Harrington's character was. Mm-hmm. He was playing and who he's going to turn out to be. If they go down that route, which apparently it seems like they are, with the sword, um, so that's how I found out. Mm. That's how I knew that he was in like a love triangle relationship with Cersei and Icarus before I saw the movie. So mm. okay. that's the only thing that was really spoiled for me. But 
I mean, I don't, I don't well, really care. Well, I, I am actually pretty uh, excited to see Marcosol Ali's Blade. Yeah. Um, but let's try to, before we talk about anything else, MCU, let's try to get some final thoughts on Eternals. For me, it was um, it was really good, very impressive. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Um, I want to watch it again, and the the performances were, for the most part, very outstanding. I just had a couple of issues with um, the structuring of the story, a couple right. of story beats. Uh, that's it. And plus, I, my expectations were just placed too high, but that's because of Kevin Feige, so I try not to hold it against the movie. I, I was still very impressed by a lot of different things from it. And I I think it's a very nice addition to the MCU. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, it, it hangs out about an 8 or a 9 for me. I'm not entirely sure. Um, yeah. I can't give it a definitive score yet unless I, until I watch it again. I uh, I was never bored watching this movie, and I would love to watch it again. Um, I think all the performances were great. I can't wait to see more of them. Um, I know we're going to be looking for more Eternals out there in the universe. Mm-hmm. So I'm happy to see who those guys are. Um, for me, like I said, I just wish that this movie was a little bit longer so I can get more in touch with the characters. I mean, like I said, I wasn't bored. I bought a lot of their journeys through flashbacks and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I, I get the criticism of this would have been a good Disney Plus TV show to just really delve in there. Because you're, yeah. you're spanning these characters 7,000 years on, on Earth. And, you know, to understand why they do the things that they do. I can so. see that. There was, there were, I mean, you, you have... You, you basically, you're looking at, like, what, how many is it? Like, how many of them are there? Eight? There's ten. Ten, yeah. Yeah. You're looking at ten major characters. Yeah. That are, you know, yes, like, we're always going to have just, like, two or three. We're going to always mainly focus on more. But still, you got ten major characters that are all, like, gods. Yeah. And they're, like, protectors of the earth. And with a story like this, where, where especially at the end, they had to decide, they had to, they came into... Um, conflict of like what do we do like do we save this world or let it perish so that many more can be created yeah and it was a dilemma amongst them that I thought was a really brilliant way to go with these characters but yeah there's 10 of them yeah and uh, 2 hours and 40 minutes it's for what they the time they had I felt like they did a good job exploring these characters and what they're lacking their motivations. But yeah, I could see a longer runtime or like a, a six part series you yeah. know, really would have been a lot more beneficial to exploring these characters thoroughly. Mm-hmm. I can see that. But at the end of the day, it was a movie and it was yeah. a pretty well done movie for the, uh, for the most part. And I got to say, I don't think it's going to get nominated for best picture at the Oscars. No. Um, but it, no, if it does, great. If it wins, even better. I'll be mm-hmm. all, I'll be all the more happy for it. Um, however, but if I, I had if I had a bet money, I'd say no. However, it definitely deserves, at the very least, some nominations, if not to win the Oscar for visual and special effects, whatever yeah. that falls under. That yeah. the visual and special effects of this movie, especially with Macari. Were phenomenal, yeah. phenomenal people. So it definitely deserves that. If it doesn't, 
I'm going to be super pissed. And the Oscars can just go screw themselves. You know, uh-huh. I'm kind. I'm kind of on the um, fence with them yeah. currently. Like, if their next show isn't isn't very good, I'm going to write them off. Yeah, I got you. That's that's where I'm at with them. So they better impress here in the next you know couple months whenever they host it mm-hmm. again. Um, but yeah, no, um, that's pretty much all we got in Eternals. But speaking of uh, MCU stuff, what did you think of... Um, so we just had Disney Plus Day recently, this last Friday. Yeah. And they we got a little look at Moon Knight. Oh, yeah. What would you think of that? I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I love the fact that uh, Oscar Isaac's playing Moon Knight. And I know it was just kind of a teaser mm-hmm. of what we got. But I'm I'm pretty stoked. I mean, I know very little of Moon Knight. Yeah, same. But I know enough to know about his, you know, his five personalities that he has, and I heard it's like twenty. Yeah, it's like a lot. I think there's like five major ones, but yeah, I yeah. think there's more than that for yeah. sure. But which I thought was interesting. Yeah, he's like, he's like. Uh... Bruce Wayne, but Two Face on steroids. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pretty much. That's what I've heard. Um, I love Oscar Isaac. Mm-hmm. He's a impressive actor, very impressive. And I was shocked to see in Doom just how old he can look, but then yeah. in Rise of Skywalker, how how young he can look. Mm-hmm. But he he looks very young in those Star Wars movies, and then he he comes in and does does Dune, and he just like he's he's middle aged, and it's just like man what is it with this guy and say what you want about apocalypse but like it's hard for me to even even keep telling myself that that's him as apocalypse yeah true um i thought he did a pretty good job really swinging for something with that with that role and really and whether you liked it or not it really shows his range as an actor mm-hmm. so um i i love the guy i'm excited to see what moon knight is all about um this teaser looked all right to me I wasn't too. Uh, it didn't thrill me too much. Mm-hmm. Uh, it the outfit from what the best I could tell looks kind of cool. I just need to get a better look at it. Oh yeah. And uh, I feel like they're they're whenever they come out with an official trailer. Yeah. And the I'm I'm assuming in a couple of months, I'm sure that will excite me to no end. I'm sure it will. But as of right now, I'm just kind of like, oh, okay, it's yeah. coming. Good. I mean, it was just basically a lot of. Yeah. Shots. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I just wasn't... It just didn't throw me too much, but I I do think it's going to be good. I mean, it's very rare that, that, you know, Marvel these days gives us anything that's bad. Mm-hmm. Or that... And even the stuff I don't care for, there's a couple of things in the MCU I don't care for. Iron Man 3, Captain Marvel, you know. Mm-hmm. Even though I don't care for those movies too much, they're still pretty good. Yeah. Anytime I've watched them, they're still pretty good. They're entertaining. They're fun. Uh, even on their worst day, Marvel is still pretty good. That tells you just how good they are. Yeah. So, how good they run. Yeah. Um, that said, I have legitimate concerns about Miss Marvel. <laughs> uh, I'm again same thing. I'm sure this is going to be a good uh, ser- Disney Plus series. It's a Disney Plus series, right? Yes. I'm sure it's going to be a good one. Um, I'm sure I'll like it. Uh, I I think they could have found someone better to play. Um, oh my gosh, she's actually in the game. I know her name. What's her name? The yeah. actress. 
No, the yeah. character. Uh, Kamala Khan is Kamala. Kamala. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I it's think they should, I, I keep forgetting. I'm bad with all these names. You know, but I felt like I was I was expecting a better actress for Kamala, or or I was or I was just picturing her differently. Yeah. But I like I said, it's all out of context. As soon as I watch the series, for all I know, this 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 girl could win me over. I'm, you know, for me, I'm glad that I don't know who she is because it's you know she's a newbie. Oh well, that's good too. Yeah, no, she's in the Avengers game. That's like when I started before I saw this little mm-hmm. teaser thing. I was playing the Avengers game. She's like a main character. Oh, nice. Uh, she's basically like the girl that kind of like, like basically the beginning of the game. The Avengers kind of, something bad happens. Yeah, and it's it's kind of like end game repercussions a little bit. Not okay. on that like level, but like a bad thing happened, and now the world's like, yeah, and the Avengers had to separate, and and right. uh, the whole government's just like we can't trust you anymore, and and, and they, yeah. now this there's just like evil like corporate organization rising, kind of like Hydra, but they're not Hydra, right? And she actually manages to band the Avengers back together. Oh, nice. So like she's like that kind of character. Mm-hmm. And uh, and it's funny because she starts out as a fanboy in the game at least. I have no right. idea what it's going to be like in the in the series. Like it's going to be kind of. Similar. It could be similar I, from what I could tell. Yeah. Because um, because she has that outfit that looks like Captain Marvel's outfit. Yeah. It it was awful looking, but oh, yeah. I, it was de- that was deliberate yeah. from what I could tell. Yeah. But it still turned me off. That that's what that outfit. It's like I know I know it was deliberate. I know they made it look deliberate. It was deliberately made to look awful. I know that. Yeah. That said, it still turned me off to the whole thing. <laughs> I know, wow. but but regardless, um, she's really good in the game. Mm. I and I'm like, I dig this girl. I dig this character. And then when I heard the new Miss Marvel series, I was like, you know what? Yeah, I'm excited. I, I would like to see you know this character. And then I saw the teaser for the Disney Plus series, and right. I was like, uh, oh gosh, is it gonna suck? For all I know, it could it, it'll completely win me over and be really good. Um, she looks really, really young. Oh yeah, like she looks like she's ten. She might be, um, but I don't know. I feel like we should be meeting this character when she's about fourteen at least. Uh, but I don't know. Like uh, she just, I think she's older than she appeared to be. Uh, in there, in the game. I, in the game, she's pretty. She's like, I think she's like seventeen. Yeah. In the game, she's like a she's like a, a, she's a teen, but she's like at the end of her teens, right. I think. And no, um, in this series, it looks like it honestly looks like she she just looks like she's ten in that god awful Captain Marvel outfit. Um, she she really looks like a baby in that thing. She looks like a kid dressed up for Halloween. And mm, but then but then in those point. other sequences when she's out of the costume, she looks a little older. So, I'm thinking she's a solid teenager. Yeah, she may be at least 12, maybe. Maybe 13. I'm hoping she's older than that. I'm hoping she's like 14, 15, somewhere right at there. I think that would be a good place to start with her. But, whatever, we'll see. Um, for all I know, this this could be like a real... This series will win me over. She'll win me over. Um, I just... I feel like as for a teaser... That suit was a bad idea. I felt like they shouldn't have shown that. They should have saved that for the actual show. I'm just it's saying. Just, it's just showing I'm that just she's saying, a fan of, just of saying, Captain Marvel. And, and it still turned me off. <laughs> That's fine. But like, Which, you know, it might have also turned her, me off even more suit. if it was Captain Marvel. Because I don't 
you know me. I don't. I mean, the character in the comic books is awesome, but Brie Larson still needs to. She still has some work to do for for Captain Marvel. At least for me, like mm-hmm. I. I mean, she just needs to get her at. I don't like. I don't like her attitude as a character. It's kind of annoying. Um, that she was very, she was utilized very well in Endgame, but her origin story, it's a good movie. And mm-hmm. like I said before, entertaining, fun to watch. But as far as like like a like a crucial MCU film, it's a throwaway for me. Okay. But uh, and that a lot of that has to do with uh certain not just her certain things the movie did mm-hmm. with Nick Fury. You know what I'm talking about, of course. And uh, but I really just didn't really care for her attitude as a character. I think she really needs to like. Step it up. That said, in that end credit scene in Shang Chi, she looked. She seemed really good. Okay. She seemed like her her presence was actually pleasant. I was like, okay. I got no. I got no beef with you. You know, you you seem, you seem better. And I I think maybe she does know this. I think, you know, because when she came, when she started out as the character, she really tried to use it as like a platform to build, you know her own political beliefs or whatever off of. And I think she received a lot of flack for that. I don't know. But you, I know. Are you I talking know, about the character or are you talking about actual Brie Larson? No, Brie Larson. Okay. I know the, I know the, I know the, I know the cast didn't like it at all. Her fellow cast members. Cause Jeremy Renner had that one interview with her. Right. That pretty much kind of said it all. <laughs> Like she says one thing and he says the exact opposite, kind of like throwing her under the bus right then and there. Mm-hmm. It was scathing to watch. Eesh, I cringed hard when I watched that. But anyways, regardless, she's a talented actress. She seems to be improving. I hope her next film is amazing. Um, I don't know, like that, that. So your whole point with her is that she has a bad attitude as playing, playing Captain Marvel as the character, but she also has like a bad attitude outside of well acting the character seemingly but then but this is all just this is all around two years ago so yeah a lot a lot has probably happened since then and i don't i don't i'm not putting any like legitimate judgment on her because i don't know where she's at currently in her life i'm only i only know what she was saying two years ago in 2019 yeah so uh, for all I know, she could come out in this. I and as that said, for all I know, she could come out in her next movie and be absolutely awesome. Um, that said, I have a feeling she's Captain Marvel. Speaking of Brie Larson's Captain Marvel, I think she's going to make an appearance in this in the Miss Marvel series. Yeah, I wouldn't doubt it. I think she's going to. I think she's going to make an appearance, and uh, she's and she's probably going to say, "Hey, stop trying to look like me and uh, do your own thing. You're pretty cool." Make your own brand, and the girl will be like, "Oh, okay, maybe something like that." I have a feeling since she's since she's clearly a fangirl for Captain Marvel. Yeah, I think that was made pretty clear in the teaser. Therefore, I think Captain Marvel will notably make an appearance. Yeah. So, I actually kind of I'm actually kind of looking forward to seeing that happen because I think that could be a really good scene. It'd be something similar to like when when you know Arrow, you know, Mm -hmm. told Flash like. You know, you can be so much more or whatever. Yeah. And like season uh, three or season one of Flash, that, that cross, whatever. Um, but yeah, no. Um, what? What else? Uh, MC, what else? MCU wise, did they have for us? Uh, they had a teaser for uh, She Hulk. That's right. Yeah. That looks pretty good. Yeah. 
I was actually like, I thought, I remember hearing about She-Hulk for a while now, and I remember thinking, man, if if they botch how she looks, like, because that's something, that's the hard sell. Mm-hmm. You know, Hulk is easy enough. Right. I mean, a bit difficult, clearly, but then they got it, they got him down uh, with with Avengers, and then just continue to perfect him as they go. But She-Hulk, it's like, they got to be careful about how they do this. But that little bit they showed, I was like, oh, okay, all right, yeah, that looks pretty good. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, I have, I have, I have faith. But until I see the face, you know, the face is gonna be a big one. Yeah. Um, it, it all depends on like if they lean into more pretty or more monstrous looking. I think they're gonna lean more pretty. Yeah, I just feel like it's the actress just in green. That's what it seems like. Yeah, because She-Hulk is closer to what Professor Hulk is like. Yeah. Yeah, from what, I, from what I understand. Which is interesting that in that teaser, you see Bruce as Professor Hulk and his arm's not in a sling. Like, it's healed. Yeah, and then he was human in the Shang-Chi. Which, just, everyone's like, what's that all about? I, that, all that told me was that he has full control over turning back into human or not. Probably so. And But uh, the only reason he was Professor Hulk for all of Endgame is because... He he was he explained that he's fully comfortable with Hulk now, so he's pretty much just both at once. Mm-hmm. But maybe for whatever reason, he had to dial back down because of his injury. Yep. Who knows? I don't know. I'm sure that will be explained oh, yeah, in the sure. She-Hulk series. I saw an interview with Kevin Feige. He was doing for Screen Crush, and the guy asked him, like, well, hey, why? what's the deal with uh, Bruce Banner being back to his human form and not Professor Hulk and Shang-Chi? And Kevin Feige's like, that's a good question. It'll be answered in time. <laughs> of course, oh Kevin Feige, yeah. like it's, all will be revealed in due time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Calm, my children. Calm. <laughs> all will be revealed. <laughs> I don't need sleep. I need answers. <laughs> no, like he, yeah, no. We got to put our faith in him. And Kevin Feige, we trust. He's not led us astray so far. Yeah, a couple bumps in the road, maybe. But for the most part, it's been a pretty smooth ride. It's a good track record. Yeah. Um, I can't, I don't know what else there was. Uh, not much more of teasers, but I mean, they announced that we are for sure getting What If Season 2. That's right. And then there was like an X-Men 97 thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. What was that? It's animated. It's the animated X-Men series from 1997. They're like continuing it. Oh, that's what that was. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Okay, that's pretty cool. Yeah. That'll be interesting to yeah. see. Yeah. That'll be because like that's that animation is old. Yeah. So it's it's definitely got to look different. So are they going to use it? Are they, they going to make it look as similar as possible, or are they just going to embrace? Are they going to just going to keep the same model designs of the characters, but embrace a new style of animation at the same time? I don't know. I feel like I mean, they'll probably keep like the same style of characters. Maybe like, yeah, same basic it. look. Yeah, yeah. Like same stylistic design, but then, yeah, but yeah. but it's of course going to have like better fluid style animation movement. Yeah, I would think effects. so. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's interesting. That almost makes me want to go. Man, if that's true, that makes me want to go back and actually watch X Men. Me too. Which I tried. I tried to do that, and I couldn't get into it because no, I was yeah. like, I was like, this sucks. <laughs> no, I, okay, I loved it growing up, but like it, it's just a little corny now. Uh, some of it's kind of corny. That said, I did kind of like make myself watch several episodes in a row, and there are episodes that really have a lot of good moments. Mm-hmm. So it's one of those shows you just kind of truck along through. It really is for kids. It's something that yeah. you I was more into as a kid. That said, that that intro is still killer. Oh yeah. Right. Oh god, I love it. 
Yeah. So I mean, it takes me back to Saturday mornings, man. Yeah. Loved it. Oh, uh, yeah. I loved it, too. Like, I remember when that intro would turn on, I'd be like, it's X-Men time. Yeah. You know. Anytime I heard, I flipped on the TV, pouring my bowl of cereal on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Dun, 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 dun. I was like, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. I was, oh, man. I would get so excited. Like, yeah. It's, it's a killer intro. And you know what? I am actually excited to see that come back. That's pretty cool. Yeah, and then I know they're doing an animated Spider-Man freshman year. Yeah, okay, yeah, I saw that too. Huh, yeah, there's a lot of animated Spider-Man shows. Yeah. And that's that's pretty neat. Um, I just don't remember if Tom Holland's going to be voicing it. I, it would make sense that he would, but I didn't hear anything. I'd see him voice it. Yeah. yeah speaking of Tom Holland as Spider-Man, mm. there's a, a new trailer dropped just, what, last night? Yeah. Yeah. As of uh, right now, as of this recording, it was last night. Yep. And uh, Spider-Man No Way Home, the second official trailer dropped. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. A lot. Okay, so yeah. you go ahead and go yeah. first. Um, man, I am more hyped for this movie. I know in this previous episodes of this podcast, I've said this is one of my, you know, most forward to movies at the for the end of this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's still true. It's it's hyped up for me, times ten. Um, yeah, I'm just I'm really excited for it. I'm super excited myself. I mean, you got Spider Man, the multiverse, all these classic villains coming in. Mm-hmm. You got Doctor Strange, yeah, in the mix, which is always exciting. That said, as exciting as this trailer was, I. Th- think that it gave just a little bit too much away for me personally as long as they don't show the two guys that I'm are only fine. clearly apparently in it but continue to deny that they're yeah. not <laughs> as, per their, as per their contract i'm sure yeah no it's uh <laughs> as long as they don't show them okay I'm seriously fine. though like like if you had to uh, what's the phrase i'm looking for um over or under 50% are Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire in Spider-Man No Way Home as as mm-hmm. as their titular characters. Right. As their own versions of Peter Parker and Spider-Man. Over or under 50% are they in it? Over. Over. Yeah. I'm going to Oh god, it's hard for me to call. Okay, so here's here's my thing. I'm going to say Oh gosh, I don't know. I'm not sure. It's it's around fifty percent. It's and I mean like it's it's right 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 there. You know, yeah, that's where I'm sitting. I'm sitting hard on fifty percent, even they whether they're in it or not. Uh, but here's also but here's another factor that I'm thinking of. I just thought of. What if they're in it, but they're not who we think they are? What if they're in it, but they're just random? What if they're just random random cameo appearances? Kind of like what they did in Ghostbusters way back, uh, the, mm-hmm. the, the girl, the remake Ghostbusters movie way back when. Yeah, the SNL one. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah whenever the we had those cameo appearances from the original actors, but they weren't their characters. They yeah. were just you know other p- different people. Um, I feel like that's a possibility. Could I feel be. like that will piss people off. Yeah. So that's unlikely, but I feel like that could happen. Yeah, it's it's a possibility for sure. Uh, I, I, but here's another. Here's a stronger possibility. I think this I'll put as this version 
is what I will put as further over 50%. Okay. I think it's it's higher over 50% that uh, chance that we'll see Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield in an end credit scene. Okay. Uh, we'll see the two of them in an end credit scene. I think I think we're going to go to the whole movie and it's going to be like, we're now 48, where are they? <laughs> and then, and then uh, half an hour later, or about an hour later, because the movie's mm-hmm. like two hours, 40 minutes long, we're going to be like, right. it's over, where are they? <laughs> yeah. And then it's going to, we're going to wait for the end credit scenes and they're either going to be there and everyone's going to go wild. People are probably going to be pissed. Like, they should have been in the whole movie or whatever. But, um, right. but uh, I can see we're watching it. And then uh, we're, we're there. We're watching the movie. And then the screen turns black. Someone, where are they? <laughs> <laughs> no, I've uh, thought about that. No, but um, yeah, I, I think it's a, there's a, there's a, it's a, it's 50 50 at this point. They're either, they're either keeping their mouths shut. Someone brought up a good. Some I heard recently, like, what if they're in the movie, but they they didn't show up to shoot anything? What if old footage of them was used to and incorporated into the movie? Yeah. What if that's the deal? What if that's why Toby and Andrew are just like we're not in this, as far as we know? Yeah. Could be. And then <laughs> it'd be fun. It'd be funny them sitting there watching it. Oh, I didn't know I was in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's my Spider Man. Well, that's nice. That's cool. Uh, I don't remember shooting that. Where's my check? <laughs> yeah. Where's my check? <laughs> I'm on screen. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, but that's not you. That's digitally recreated you. No, 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 no. I think that's some old footage. <laughs> that's, that wasn't you. I filmed that in 2002. I know that. <laughs> oh, man. If you think back to Tobey Maguire. Oh, you know what? They could do some great jokes with Tobey Maguire Spider-Man. Yeah. They could do some great jokes. Because, Okay. <laughs> Two th- one thing before I go into what I'm talking about, people, uh, there's a lot of critics. Okay, so I remember whenever Andrew Garfield was starting out as Spider-Man, when his movie was coming out. Yeah. All I kept hearing was that his Spider-Man is is so much better and good because he's actually he actually throws out the zingers, he actually talks shit, mm-hmm. and uh, runs his mouth. He has a mouth like that Spider-Man has in the comics. Right. But the thing is, you go back and you revisit the Raimi movies with McGuire. Mm-hmm. He, he talks trash too. Yeah. He just does it at at particular moments. He doesn't do it nonstop. And right. honestly, I kind of liked how he did it better than Andrew Garfield did it. Because the first Spider-Man movie, there's like only like one scene where he talks a bunch of smack. And if you think about the context of that scene, it's kind of actually kind of awful. And it's whenever he's uh, beating up that that criminal, and then he. Um, like kind of assaults that cop a little bit mm-hmm. and it's kind of like just like to me you revisit that he comes off as kind of a douche uh i need to i haven't seen amazing spider-man one in a while i mean somebody pointed out an observation for that segment of the movie and i was like you know what they're right he mm-hmm. doesn't really start out with the best of intentions right. and um it gets better it, of course he, he improves and gets better as it goes which is good but still um I feel like McGuire was actually better than Garfield, in some in many in some yeah. ways. Um, but yeah, like no, Gar McGuire he talked smack. He would he he joked around with his enemies all the time. Mm-hmm. And the very first thing we see of this is whenever in his movies is whenever he's in the cage match with yeah. uh, 
with Bone, Bone Saw. <laughs> Bone Saw! I, I still remember that one guy has like the plastic thing yeah. with his arm. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, of course, at one point, McGuire jumps up onto the cage and uh, he's like, and he says, That's a nice little outfit. Did your husband give it to you? Yeah. That joke would not fly these days. <laughs> that's a that that that's a that's a shot at the gays, and it would not fly these days. And uh, I feel like it would be funny mm-hmm. if McGuire's Spider Man does swing into No Way Home, pun intended. Um, right. I think it would be funny if he throws out a zinger along those lines, and and uh, Holland's like, "Dude, that is not okay. <laughs> you can't say stuff like that." What? I don't understand. <laughs> We're 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 more sensitive society now. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I think you could do something there if they wanted to. I'm not saying they will, but I still I think, you know, it would be funny to point out that you know time has passed, things are different. You know, yeah. humor was different back then than it is now. Uh, but no, he had uh, he had many other things like whenever he's fighting uh, Doctor Octopus at the bank, he swings that money bag back and goes, "Here's your change," mm-hmm. and then. Um, and when he when he can when he uh, saves Jameson from Goblin at the Daily Bugle, he zips he webs his mouth shut and says, "Hey, mom and dad got to talk." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, pipe down, kiddo, or whatever. And there's it, it's all over. It's 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 there. Yeah. He talks he talks smack a lot, and uh, uh, God, what, I know he said. No, I remember. I thought he said something else to Goblin. Um. I don't know. I particularly loved him and Goblin's uh, confrontational moment in the burning building. Mm-hmm. That was a great scene. Oh yeah, I've always loved that, and I, I like how uh, I love that bit of dialogue where he says, "What about my generous proposal? Are you in or are you out? It's you that's out, Gobby. Out of your mind." Yeah. <laughs> Wrong answer. <laughs> and yeah, no. it's a it's a good scene. Uh, I, and so yeah, I'm I'm excited to see. Clearly, that's Willem Dafoe as Green Goblin. Oh, yeah. You hear so his voice. Exci- yeah, I heard his voice. I'm so excited for that. I'm more excited for that than I am for Doc Ock. Yeah. I thought it was kind of funny how they made fun of his name. What's your name? Otto Octavius. <laughs> no, re- no, really. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, what? <laughs> yeah, that's my name. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think that that's a... This is kind of like the MCU having fun with itself. Kind of like pointing out the absurd names that Spider-Man's villains have. Yeah, sure. So, because there's a lot of... But that goes for a lot of people in the comic books. A lot of people have like absurd names, mm-hmm. um, you know, like uh, you know, Otto Octavius, uh, Magneto. Also, you'll see a lot of uh, Stanley wrote a lot of characters that have like the same name, um, like their 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 initials are like the same letters. Yeah, <laughs> like Peter Parker, J. Jonah Jameson. Yep. Um, Pepper Potts. Pepper Potts. There Bruce you go. Bruce Banner. Bruce Banner. Yep. There's another one. Yeah. So yeah, it's sprinkled all over. Oh yeah. Uh, but speaking of Disney Plus Day, um, I will say this though before we go on. Oh the yeah, next yeah. One. If you watch, if you want to go there, if you watch the Brazil version of this trailer. Oh, I heard something about this. There's evidence that these two are in there. Really? There's evidence. Hmm. I mean, hell, hell, there's evidence in this in this trailer too. But 
It's not as. I, I heard about oblivious. this. I heard apparently uh, there's a shot. Uh, I heard it on John Campbell's show. I heard that apparently uh, Tom Holland Spider Man is swinging in the air, mm-hmm. and he, it's clear he clearly gets hit by something. But whatever it was is not there, as if it was digitally removed. Yeah. yeah. So it's clearly another Spider Man. Yeah. So I heard about that. Is yeah. that what it is? Yeah. Okay. Was that in this one or the Brazil? The Brazil one is the one that you see Lizard get hit by something. Lizard? Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. That's, are they going to have that same actor from the first Andrew Garfield Spider-Man come back and play Lizard? I have no idea. I would assume so. I mean, he looks exactly the same. Really? Yeah. I like that actor. Yeah. So I wouldn't mind seeing him return. That'd be nice. Yeah. Same like, you know, with Sandman. I don't know if Thomas Hayden Christian is... So if, if Holland swings back over into uh since this is clear okay so this is clearly from what we've heard is this is his exit from the mcu in this movie this that's what yeah, i've heard it's rumored from everything i've heard it sounds like it definitely is i think we can fully expect that this is um because holland said they filmed this like it was the end of a series mm-hmm. like at the end of a saga so like i now he's not done as as spider-man but right, right. like this story taking place in the mcu is over as of this movie because mm-hmm. he because from what I understand he is swinging over into the Sony verse yeah into Sony Spider Verse with Venom and every everyone but I think w- once he's there he's gonna be hanging out with Toby and Andrew I think I think they're gonna be doing movie I think we're gonna see a movie or two with all three of their Spider Men together interesting um that's what I think I think we're gonna I think they're gonna be introduced in this. We're going to see him come into uh, contact with them in this, and then they're going to do, and then he's going to swing into in their universe. And I always pictured we were going to get a trailer that was going to show uh, all, all three Spider Men swinging together. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. That theme does not play when that happens. I'd be disappointed. Oh, yeah. No, it's got to play. Um. <laughs> What if I wish there was some way they could do like a meta moment where they where they kind of they kind of show they kind of make fun of each make fun of each other's themes. I wish there was a moment <laughs> like that. They could just do something. Yeah, There's got to be something they could do, big or small, because because Toby Maguire is like dun 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 dun, dun and then Andrew Garfield is that big kind of almost Superman kind of theme, like, dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun. Uh-huh. Like, it's a big, like, yeah, epic gravitas Totally moment. forgot about that one. Yeah, it, it was showcased strongly in his second movie. Yeah. But, like, that's very much his theme mm-hmm. now. And then, but then, of course, Tom Holland's just like, dun-dun-dun. He's the classic, the classic. Spider-Man thing. He, and yeah. I like how they brought that in with his movies, finally. Yeah. So I, I think uh, it would be funny if they could just have a scene where they talk about all those themes. And um, I think it'd be funny if Tom Holland, like, is like, no, that's my theme here. And, and Toby was like, I think I, I think I, I think I saw an Asian woman do that on her violin one time. Right. It was, it was kind of awful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause that was in like his second movie. I think mm-hmm. that, that scene, that was a, that was a good scene. Yeah. But uh, no, I'm excited. Uh, I was I'm I'm shocked that uh, man. So the tickets are going to be on sale soon. Like yeah, on Cyber Monday. What Cyber Monday is when they go on sale. What's that? It's the Monday after Black Friday. Okay, yeah, that's right. So about a week, week and a half. Yeah. 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 So 
makes you wonder if they're going to drop a third thing before the movie comes out. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. I mean, like I said, I'd, I would rather wait till the movie to see Toby and Andrew if they're in it. But if they do do another like final trailer to promote tickets, mm-hmm. I feel like they won't show their faces. They may like show like a back shot of two other spider men. Yeah. And that's it. All right. Well, yeah, I'm I'm excited to see what they do. Um, mm-hmm. I think this whole thing has just been a big propaganda move to get attention for the movie. I think they really just want this next Spider-Man movie to like break all the records. Yeah. And, and it could just be a stunt. <laughs> we might not see him at all. Maybe, maybe not. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of, I mean, if you saw Venom 2, you see, you saw the final credits scene for that. I mean, they didn't show Venom in this mm-hmm. trailer. They probably won't show Venom in the next one if there's the next no, one. No, but man, would how would you feel if they really are yanking our chain? I mean, it would be disappointing for sure. It, I wouldn't. If it's a good movie, I wouldn't hate it. Yeah, but yeah, it would be disappointing because I'm I've been on the train of like following the leaks of this stuff. Mm. Um, so and following the rumors, you know, the rumors that you know we're gonna get. Yeah. Uh, Craven and Matt Murdock might show up, oh, like God. Charlie Cox. I hope Charlie Cox shows up as Matt Murdock. Yeah. Uh, of course, he's it's he said in a in a he was asked about it. And he said, mm. if I were to do that, it, I, it couldn't be the exact same character from the yeah. Netflix series. He'd have to be a little different. Yeah. He'd have to be a different kind of Daredevil. Mm-hmm. Um. So, but I would be very excited to see Daredevil come back into the. Well, not come back, but come into the MCU. Uh, yeah. And Charlie, if Charlie Cox can, Cox can plan, that'd be great. But if not, it's whatever. Yeah. Like, you know, that's just a rumor. Um, it's rumored that Venom, Tom Hardy's Venom is going to be in it just because of that photo he, he posted and then took down, which is probably because Sony or Marvel Studios was like, hey, you, you shouldn't, yeah, take that down. Oh, yeah, that's right. I heard about that. Yeah. That's so, right. Um, well... December 18th, right? Something comes out? Uh, 17th. So, we'll, we'll, we'll probably... I'll see it the 16th. I yeah. Think. So, yeah. Right. December we'll 16th. Off. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Uh, so, spe- so, speaking of uh, other things about Disney Plus Day, I don't know what was going on with the whole like Disney Pixar stuff. I didn't really check out any of that. I think I saw a couple things, but... Yeah, me neither. Um, but one thing I heard about that was notably absent was... Star Wars. Mm-hmm. There was a couple of Star Wars things. Yeah. But we everyone thought there was going to be more heavy Star Wars stuff, and there wasn't. Yeah. No talk of Mandalorian Season 3. Nope. No Obi-Wan. Nope. Just a fizzle. A sizzle thing for yeah, Obi-Wan. Like a, yeah, like a sizzle reel or something like that. Yeah, that was it. And then like they dropped a documentary of Boba Fett, which is just clearly a big f- hype for the book of Boba Fett. Mm-hmm. About to come out next month. Yeah, yeah. So what do you think is going on? Um, well, I also recently heard that Patty Jenkins' movie Rogue Squadron is not Patty happening. Lady. Yeah. Well, yeah, well, she's out, apparently. Oh, really? I, because I, of creative differences. I have i didn't hear she was out. I heard it was just delayed because of creative differences. I mean, Probably so. But I feel like, I don't know. Oh, she could walk for all we know. Yeah. I don't, I haven't heard that it's official. Just based off of the track record, like with Josh Trank and Lord and Miller, 
Yeah, and the guy who was going to do do episode nine. Oh yeah, Colin Trevorrow. Colin Trevorrow. Wow. God, I still wish I could I could have seen his version. Right. I just wasn't it going to be called Star Wars: Duel of the Fates? Yeah, that's that was his working title, or at least I think not even the working title. Yeah, I think he was going to tie everything back yeah. to like he was going to tie everything back to that to the Phantom Menace. Yeah. And, yeah, he was going to really make it all a big circle. Yeah. That's what I kind of want to hurt it. And even the concept art that he released was like, dang, why didn't we get that? But, yeah, I feel like... I feel like Kathleen Kennedy's just not sure what she wants. And she's clashing with It's clear that, from what I've heard, the Lucasfilm is... They're not completely organized and united... They don't have a united vision. Over yeah, there, there. They gotta come together, but they're not. Um, yeah, Kathleen Kennedy. She's had a horrible track record of of failing to uh, vet the people she works with, and just and not being on the same page. And like, she's announced project after project after project. Yeah, at Lucasfilm. People, at Lucasfilm. Yeah, as and a as she's the, had, yeah at, Luc- at Lucasfilm, and then all these projects falling through. Yeah, and and not and just falling apart. Creative can't go through because of creative differences. Yeah, like or she's had more. Like, she's had more pro, uh, projects like f- like fall off the table than get off the ground. Yeah, even with like Rogue One, Gareth Edwards still did his, still directed it, but apparently there was a thing where they took him off of it. Well, I, I heard they locked him out of the editing room. Yeah. Oh yeah. And that, they they wanted to add their own. They wanted to put their own finishing touches on it that, yeah. he didn't, that he didn't necessarily approve of. I don't know what those were. Right. I still really liked Rogue One. Yeah. Um, I got to say, I didn't really care much for the main characters until the end of the movie. Yeah. Um, which is interesting. But uh, the the final, it makes you wonder, what parts of the movie do they mess with? Because, like, for the most part, the movie's kind of okay as it goes along. But the final 30 minutes are amazing. Yeah, Especially I just know that the last few. there was a scene where a TIE fighter was came up and shot at Jin Urso, and she almost fell off the... Uh... The main girl? Yeah. Yeah, that was that was in the trailer, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah. I was wondering why that's not in the movie. Yeah, they did that out. Yeah, she has like a standoff moment with the TIE fighter. Yeah. It's like, what? why is that out of the movie? Yeah. I don't know. Um, but... It's still. It was still a solid movie. Uh, yeah. I, I I'm curious to know what all that there was to that story. But then there's like the even bigger fiasco with Solo, mm-hmm. which was still a fine movie if you ask me. Yeah, Ron Howard did pretty good. Yeah, but then like, but the guys she had originally, you know, the the two guys. Yeah. yeah. They apparently were were. There was, she was like, I didn't know you were going to make this kind of movie, which makes you wonder, what kind of movie did they make and what kind of movie did she expect? Yeah, I know. Uh, I thought we agreed on this. Yeah. I, I really, oh, man, I'm so curious. Like, what kind of movie did they did they make? Like, was Solo completely reshot? Like, how like how far did they get into their process? Um, I'm trying to remember. I feel like, I don't know. I feel like they shot some scenes enough, at least enough to make like a demo reel to show what the progress was, and Kathleen Kennedy was like, what the fuck is this? Right. Well, speaking of Kathleen Kennedy, they uh, have re-signed her uh, to, like, 2024. Mm. 
Yeah, three years. Yeah. So, why did they do this? I think there's a couple of reasons. Mm-hmm. A lot of people will probably ask, like, well, you have all these reasons to get her out, like we just listed. She's had horrible... She, she can't get on the same page with a lot of her creators. And in some ways, the Disney Star Wars era has kind of suffered. But at the same time, she is she has brought in quite a bit of success at the same time. Yeah. Uh, say what you want about how you feel about the, the Disney, uh, the main episode Disney trilogy. Um the, the sequel, uh, the the Disney sequel Star Wars movies, mm-hmm. as they're being called. Um, but Force Awakens, Last Jedi, and Rise of Skywalker all made over a billion dollars. Force yeah. Awakens made two, and it's the highest uh, grossing movie here in America. It, it's, it made like $900 million here, mm-hmm. just here in the States. And... Um, now, in, in Force Awakens made two, and then Last Jedi made made over one, and then Rise of Skywalker made one. So, like, it, you you know, they're still they made they each of them made over a billion dollars, and then Rogue One made a billion dollars, mm-hmm. and and then we got Mid the Mandalorian. Now we all know she's not really a part of the creative process yeah. and story of the mandalorian that's really john favreau and dave filoni right but she greenlit it oh yeah yeah she she had the she had to say so of whether that show was to get made or not she saw that she saw the potential and she said yes so yeah you have to so everyone who hates her but loves mandalorian really should be thanking her for the mandalorian yeah and this has come from someone who doesn't really care for kathleen kennedy that much <laughs> now i've heard she's a great producer yeah, yeah. She's like she's like a legend. She's like a great legendary producer on Hollywood. She's worked alongside Steven Spielberg. Yeah. And whoever else. And uh, she, George Lucas, I believe. Probably so. And she, uh, everyone's like she did a great job doing that for years, but um, she hasn't proven to be all that great. Had being the, the the head of Lucasfilm. Yeah. But it's a different, you know, it's a different type of job for sure. Yeah. But she, uh, you know, she greenlit the Mandalorian, so mm-hmm. we lo- and the Mandalorian is good, so we have to thank her for that because if she didn't say yes, we wouldn't have it. Yeah, you know. It's, that said, like I, I know for a fact that if she was like a part of the creative process, it probably wouldn't nearly be as good of a show. Right. Um, I don't know how involved she was in the production of the main trilogy of movies. I'm not sure, but I'm pretty sure she had her hand on the on the st- on the steering wheel there at the end. Yeah. So um, I think just where her big mistake was for those three films was just not having a clear cut narrative throughout. The yeah, trilogy. there wasn't an overall. There wasn't. They did not have a complete story mapped out. They should have. Yeah. She should have had a complete story. She should have, well, she should have, she pretty much just like flew by the seat of her pants with those, that trilogy. Yeah. She really thought they could just wing it and, and keep going and just develop a great story as they went. But that was, no. They, what they really should have done was whether or not she wanted Abrams to do all three movies, which I think is what should have happened. Abrams should have done all three movies. At least, say, you know, whether you would have liked them all or not, they would have at least all been con- very consistent with each other. Mm-hmm. She should have sat down with Abrams or at least him and, 
Colin Trevorrow and and uh, 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 Ryan Johnson. Thank you, Ryan Johnson. She should have sat down with all three of them, yeah, and yeah. they should have all worked out the story together and been like, okay, so JJ, I want you to start it off, and I want your story to kind of start here, and then uh, Ryan, I want you to continue the story at this point, and then Colin Trevorrow, I want you to bring in the story here, and they all. And she should have really worked with them on, like, they should have came together and been like, what do we want the story to be? Yeah. You know, what do we want, like, like what do we want the theme to be? How dark do we want these movies to be? How light do we want the movies to be? Like, you know, uh, where, like, they really should have gotten on the same page with each other. Mm-hmm. And then it, it been in constant, like, communication of, like, hey, I have this idea, I want to do this, and or da 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 whatever. And then she said, like, okay, yeah, it's fine. Okay, I like that, but let's tweak it. Like, she should have been in constant communication with all three. Yeah. And they should have all have been, they really all should have been working together. Like, each one can be in charge of the, their, their main movie, but really, it would have been kind of interesting if they had all worked together and, like, really complemented each other. Yeah. Um, uh, of their, okay, I like what you did here. I think I can build on that in a pretty good way in the next movie. Um, each movie would have had its own uh, distinct kind of style and look to it while still maintaining the same basic quality of production work and special effects, while at the same time, like, being a, feeling slightly different in its own way. So yeah. that would have been pretty cool if they could have done something like that. But unfortunately, you know, she didn't plan ahead. She just kind of, like, hit the ground running. And they were just like, you don't have anything in front of you to run on. She's just like, well, figure it out! <laughs> yeah. So... Because of and because of that, the you know even though they were financially successful, the Star Wars movies you know they received a lot of criticism from fans and well I don't know I think I guess I think critics liked them for the most part. Yeah. Like um, if you look at Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. Seems like uh, critics were more uh, favorable on the uh, the second movie of this trilogy, which was the Last Jedi. I can see why. Yeah. I can see why, even though uh, there's a couple things in it that I really didn't like. Yeah. But uh, that's just me. And less favorable on Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. Rise of Skywalker is interesting for me because I do overall... In, it's, it's overall an enjoyable, fun ride of a movie. Yeah. And I enjoy it. This is going to sound really weird and blasphemous, but I enjoy it more than the other third episodes of the other trilogies. I enjoy it more than Return of the Jedi overall. I return. I enjoy it more than Revenge of the Sith overall. I know that I'm going to get a lot of hate <laughs> for that Return of the Jedi comment, but here's my thing. Mm-hmm. Just so people don't, you know, try to burn me at the stake. <laughs> um, the Return of the Jedi overall, like, like 75% of the movie is just not that great. Um... The Luke going back to Dagobah, that scene was good. That part of the movie was good. I'm I'm not gonna lie. I'm a bit iffy about the whole Java sequence in the beginning of the movie. The first like twenty percent of the movie mm-hmm. with Jabba, uh, Jabba the Hutt and his whole crew, and you know, it's a it's classic. It's fun, especially whenever Luke gets his lightsaber at the Sarlacc pit and the the whole fight breaks out. Yeah, it's very it's a very fun sequence. It's just everything leading up to that in Jabba's palace. It always creeped me out as a kid. It's and I never really cared much for what was going on there at all. And also, there are issues with how they 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 
how their plan was supposed to be executed. Like, mm-hmm. There are logical problems with it. So, but I won't get into any of that. Uh, like it's still classic. I get why people like it. I kind of like parts of it, but there's a lot of parts I don't like. Um, I've always been super uncomfortable with a lot of whatever happened in that uh, part of the movie. But, but then of course Luke goes to Dagobah. That's a much better sequence of the movie. Han is just a watered down version of his character. Uh, Harrison Ford didn't even really want to do Return of the Jedi. He wanted his character killed off. Yeah. But they didn't want to do that. Uh, the Ewoks, as cute and cuddly as they may seem, they are originally supposed to be Wookiees. Yeah. That pisses me off to no end, so I don't like the Ewoks anymore. I loved them as a kid, but I, when I realized what they were supposed to be when I got older, yeah, no, it kind of that, that killed it for me a little bit. Um, and... But that's all that said. Um, so yeah, overall, like that's a lot of the movie right there. That's a lot of the movie that I don't care for that mm-hmm. much. Uh, some parts are there's still some really good parts in there, like the speeder chase thing with with Leia. Yeah, that's where really, that that's always very really fun to watch. Um, there's just all kinds of flaws in Return of the Jedi. That said, the uh, the final space battle with the Empire is pretty exciting and intense. Uh, yep. I mean, come on, Admiral Akbar. It's a trap! I love yeah. Admiral Akbar. Yeah. It's a, sh- it's a sin that they killed him off in The Last Jedi. <laughs> right. Um, but Vader, Luke, and the Emperor, their entire conflict in the throne room at the end of Jedi, that is like the absolute best of Star Wars for me. It's it, It's... Mm-hmm. It's really like the best, the absolute best part of that movie, and it trumps anything Revenge of the Sith did. It trumps anything, and it definitely trumps anything Rise of Skywalker did. Like that one part of the movie yeah. is like the best of all three. Like is, it's better than those other two movies. So like when it comes to like, what's your favorite part of any of the third like Star Wars movies, of the trilogies? I'll be like, yeah, the Luke Vader and the Emperor. Their entire conflict was amazing. Yeah. And the Rise of Skywalker has a mountain of problems with his story. But I'd be lying if I said I wasn't more entertained and, enjo- and enjoyed that movie more. Mm-hmm. So, And I did. I have a lot of problems with it. There were too many knots the cameras. I thought it was kind of lame how Chewie got his medal. <laughs> I was <laughs> like, come on, really? You're going to do that to us? Yeah, that's... And it's really big fan service. It was like it was really it, it was too strong for my taste. Yeah. Um but and then like um, there's there's so much. Uh but but honestly there was a lot to like in Rise of Skywalker. Uh Poe, Finn, and Ray were very enjoyable to see all together. Mm-hmm. That hug they shared at the end was so heartwarming. And I was just like, these three should have been together a lot more. Yeah. And these, you know, they really should have, we should have had them together more, you know, in, in the last movie and last yeah. Jedi. That's why I don't like last Jedi that much. Cause they're split up for the whole, for the whole movie. Yeah. And when we got to see them in rise of Skywalker, everyone was like, why didn't we see all these characters together before? Right. Soon? Yeah. It's, this is good. Everyone loved it. Um, everyone loved Poe and Ray together. They were great. They're all great together. Yeah. And, but, um, no, I have a lot of, like I said, bottom line, I have a lot of issues with Rise of Skywalker. One of them being that they clearly ripped off Endgame. Disney ripping itself <laughs> off. <laughs> and 
And for those of y'all who don't know what I'm talking about, just pop on Endgame and watch the watch the final the finale when when Tony defeats Thanos, and uh, watch the line of dialogue exchange between the two, and then go back and then go to Rise of Skywalker and listen to the part where uh, just before Ray defeats the Emperor, listen to the dialogue there, and you'll know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. But no, like. So yeah, you get. I, I enjoy the Rise of Skywalker overall more as a movie, as compared to the other two. Because the Revenge of the Sith, it has very powerful moments, but there's a lot of that movie that's just, it's dull action and not very good storytelling. It doesn't really get powerful and amazing till the end, till like the till like the last third act. But Rise of Skywalker is pretty fun and enjoyable for all all the way through. And Return of the Jedi, I've already talked about why you know I don't really mm-hmm. care for that movie overall. I only really just like the end with Vader, Luke, and the Emperor, which is like, like some of the best Star Wars stuff we've ever gotten. So, yeah, yeah, that's just me though. Um, but the Mandalorian, man, that's like the best Star Wars stuff we've gotten since, since the original trilogy. <laughs> yeah, I like it. Takes you back to that original trilogy vibe. It does. It lends itself a lot to the original trilogy. Yeah, and it's. And it's awesome how they do that. And I th- I think they have slightly pulled from... Yeah, they pulled from other avenues of Star Wars, too. I think they've slightly pulled from the prequels, but not much. Yeah. They sli- I don't... I can't remember what exactly, but they pulled from Clone Wars with Ahsoka. Yeah. Who, Rosario Dawson did an amazing job oh, yeah. in the older version of Ahsoka. Like, yeah. I'm excited to see her series. Yeah. That's another thing they didn't showcase. Yeah. Ahsoka. Yeah, no, there's a lot of a lot of fun stuff to look forward to, but they they haven't shown anything to us. But and a lot of it is probably because Lucasfilm is in is in disarray. They're not united currently. Like Kathleen Kennedy does not have her house in order. Yeah. So, um, hopefully things can get under control. So we'll see. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I am looking forward to Book of Boba Fett. Yeah, I hope it's good. I haven't really seen. I haven't really bothered to watch any of the trailers for it, uh, not yet, anyway. But if you had a last thing, we'll we'll say real quick is what? Okay, so they've extended Kathleen Kennedy's uh, contract to twenty twenty four. I think they clearly did this because so uh, I heard that somebody said she probably has kind of proven that she can possibly turn things around. And get things back on track, and just like give me one more chance. I think I can get this right. Yeah. And they've decided, you know what? Okay, yeah, we're gonna give you one more shot, and but then that's it. If you screw the pooch, you're done. Mm-hmm. Um, also, they probably couldn't find anyone else to do it. Yeah, at the current time. Or they just couldn't find anybody who they thought would be better. Yeah. So they were like, okay, let's just keep her on for now and see how things go. Right. So, but like I said, like as much as she has failed. She has still brought in some noteworthy success. Oh yeah, for sure. So, you know, that's kind of where it's at right now. Um, what do you do? You think it's over or under fifty that she's gone after twenty four? Mm-hmm. I feel like if she can. Granted, I don't even know how she feels about it either. I think that you have to take that into account. How if she's under stress and she's like okay yeah after i can't wait till 2024 and i can rest easy so are you leaning more towards like she'll leave or she'll stay yeah i'm gonna not not, not by much uh-huh. 
but I'm going to go like just a little over 50 that she'll be gone. Yeah, me too. I think I think this is the end of the line for her. And I think um, I think you're right. I think you got something there. I think if, if even if things do go well for her, mm-hmm. I think there's a chance she'll just be like, you know what? I'm exhausted. I've gone as far as I can with this. I'm going to go take my talents elsewhere. Yeah. And uh, she'll walk or things will go. It'll be business as usual with her. They won't see much improvement and then they'll just let her go. Yeah. It'll be a mutual, like, you know, separation. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, that's all we got for today. So, thanks for listening, everyone. Yeah, thanks for listening. You know, listen to our previous podcast and uh, look for uh, our other episodes coming up soon with all these other movies coming out. Um, don't forget to like and subscribe on Spotify and on Apple Podcast. Um, and I'm still trying to get the YouTube thing straightened out. Uh, I think I found a solution that we can I could put up the whole episode on there on our uh, on our channel, which is again cinem- uh, uh, Paradox Cinephiles as of right now. So keep a lookout for that. But until next time, we'll see you on the next episode. All right, take care, everyone.